Welcome to Two Fireflies in a Pod. I'm Shannon. And I'm Sonia. And this is our podcast where we talk about HBO's and Naughty Dog's The Last of Us. Uh, we are on the season finale, episode nine, Look for the Light. And and we have opinions. We have, <laughs> we have opinions. They're good. They're overall good opinions, though. Yes. You yes. hesitated, but yeah. I, know, I know for a fact that that is true for no, you. No, yeah, no, no. I think, right, let me just get this out there out of the way. Overall, episode overall. I enjoyed it. Same. I thought it was a good episode and a good show. This was probably the most verbatim episode from... Other, yeah, if you ignore the, the first scene. The yeah, first yeah, section. yeah, yeah. It's probably yeah. like the most verbatim. And I think even though high rating, I don't really give ratings, but high rating, I think this episode out of all of them somewhat suffers if you're coming from being a big game fan and we can get to that as we discuss yes uh and uh so i think we're gonna talk about right now for a sec before we get into the episode a little bit about what we're gonna do the next couple of weeks because i think we're gonna keep going with this so next week gonna keep going uh next week we're gonna do um a whole season wrap up which is basically putting everything we've said together all over it and the kind of a whole season review kind of thing. And in the middle then, of that, I think we're also going to do, we're going to replay the game, or at least we're going to replay on the nightmare setting, where if you die, you die, and we're both going to compare where we get to. Oh, yeah. Okay, so from here to uh, before next week, yeah, we'll, we'll do the permadeath setting and see who gets the furthest as a little contest. Uh, well, not a contest because nobody's win. We're all losers here. We're all going to die. Well, you're, yeah, but still, you're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my goal, my goal, uh, I'm going to put it out here now. My goal is to get to the upside down hanging scene. That is such a goal. My goal is like maybe I, Robert. <laughs> Robert? Because <laughs> like, I know I'm going to die on that one. We'll see. And then the week after that, depending on logistics, if we can, we're going to try to also replay the second game so we can do kind of a spoilery sewed episode about what we think season two is going to be like and talk about the second game as well so that's going to be two weeks from now kind of a, like another spoiler sewed and season two speculation or should we separate that we'll see how it goes hmm? we'll see how it goes but i think we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah we'll see how it goes and then maybe find another show to watch in the meantime before the second season comes out. Because HBO takes a long time. Okay, so let's just get right into it. Uh, we open this episode with a very pregnant woman, terrified, currently in labor it seems, running through the woods. A very sparse woods, but woods nonetheless. Um, there is an infected hunting her, obviously. We don't see it, but we can hear it. And this woman is Ashley Johnson. Yay! The wonderful Ashley Johnson from Critical Role. And OG Ellie from the video game. OG Ellie. Uh, So now she is... Let's just get it over with. Ellie is giving birth to Ellie. It's Ellieception. She's she's passing off Ellie. She's (laughs) passing off Ellie. She comes upon a clearing where there's a house and a water tower with a huge firefly symbol because they just cannot help themselves. I know it's a sign, but seriously, they're obsessed. Right, and for for being this secretive, I know they're just starting, and but even more so, they're just starting to be the secretive rebellion. Maybe are they starting to be the secretive rebellion? 
Yeah. I, they're not very good at secret part. No, no, they're no, not no. secretive. They're rebellious. They never actually learn to be secretive. But if you if you're just starting and if I well, I guess I guess Fedra doesn't go out that far from what we no, heard. Fedra stays in it sounds like Fedra stays in within their QZs. Yeah, okay. And their QZs are fairly independent of each other. So maybe it doesn't matter if they're not being secretive because once you reach a line, Fedra's like whatever. Yeah. They're they're just a rebellion. And they they somebody came up with this logo of theirs and they're like, you know what, that's really good. That's so good. We should put that everywhere. Even like water canisters <laughs> that we have with us. Like, I understand this one because it's like, this is our base or whatever, just so like people know, but come on. Branding's important. (laughs) Yeah. Even in the post-apocalypse, you got to get your brand out there. Uh, So she gets into the house expecting somebody to be there, but nobody's home. She's frantic. She's running up the stairs, which I, you know, I guess maybe she's never seen a horror movie. But she goes upstairs, tries to barricade the door in what is fittingly a children's room. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, yeah. There's like paintings on the walls and stuff. Uh, A runner bursts through the door. The the chair did nothing to it. They struggle and Anna is... Did she ever say their name? I know her name is Anna. Maybe Marlene said it. Maybe. Well, either way, her name is Anna. She takes out a very familiar switchblade, stabs the shit out of the infected a bunch of times, and finally gets it in the head. The struggle is over. The baby in the middle of that birthed itself. It just slipped out. It's like a it's like a horror version of I didn't know I was pregnant. There it goes. And, <laughs> and in that moment, Anna also sees that the runner had gotten a bite out of her thigh worst during the struggle so sad she quickly cuts the umbilical cord and names the gooey baby ellie and that's ellie's origin story (laughs) it was such a like i don't know those doomed moments like you you see her so happy and then that like the the oncoming realization that like oh my god i just got bit i'm about to die like they play ashley killed this scene she yeah she did an excellent job uh her presence of mind is amazing because i know i would still be crying like i would be crying about the fact that i was like there's a baby that just fell out of me like yeah. literally just just <laughs> fell out of me i just got a bit this is it. i don't i would just i wouldn't have been like oh god i gotta cut the umbilical cord because that's like a connection i didn't even think about that that's why because she was like quick but she was like just slice it up i was like does that not does that is that is there no nerve endings in that because i know the belly button can be very sensitive i just feel like at that point like you've you've gone through so much that like it doesn't even matter the adrenaline's high uh so then we're at night and some people with flashlights are coming through the woods that she just came out of and it's the fireflies they are very very late or early stuck in a qz zone uh marlene is with them and the front door is locked but the back door isn't and when they go in they see that there's been a struggle a window's broken something got in so gun drawn they go to find anna they go into her birthing room and anna is there about to stab herself in the neck she's also singing an aha song as like a little lullaby and then ellie that's oh i didn't catch that one of those songs is on that aha tape that ellie has in episode seven was that riley's episode yeah yeah so, so yeah i don't know if like that's why ellie likes it but it was a cute little it was a cute little connection between them yeah I, I, i'm i'm curious because she didn't know who marlene was 
when she was imprisoned by her. She didn't. I don't know how much she knows. I think she knows her switchblade is Anna's, her mom's. But, like, other than that, I don't think she knows a ton. And I'm wondering, that's my... And it's not a gripe. I don't have an issue with it. But I do wonder why they changed the fact that Ellie didn't know who Marlene was in this show. Because it, it kind of... it. I think Marlene's decision at the end is still a very hard one. It's still very impactful when she is willing to sacrifice Ellie. But I just feel like some of that is taken away by the fact that they don't know each other. Is that the verbiage we're using? I was going to use murder, but okay. But, but you know, like, okay, she was, yeah, she was going to let her get murdered, but muck ducked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know. There was, there was kind of an already established camaraderie we saw with marlene and ellie in the game that kind of the the fact that marlene knew her mother and stuff and then ellie had that kind of prior knowledge of marlene kind of helped that along it's it's just not really there in this one like marlene was more like of a benefactor in this and i think that was still like in the game it's still kind of fuzzy and i and i still think that that was largely marlene's role but i do yeah we don't know because ellie still was in the game ellie was still being raised in a fedra military school but either way marlene can see that anna is infected anna tries to reassure marlene that it's not her fault i think part of the reason she's doing this is because she's trying to sell the story that she was bitten uh after After. ellie was born and the umbilical cord was cut she's like so she's just being like super nice being like no 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 it's not your fault i was late i was delayed (laughs) this is my fault even though you guys are coming here late at night and i got here during the day i was the one that was delayed and she insists that ellie was already out and disconnected from her feeding tube or whatever she was lying right no absolutely lying. yeah Yeah. she got bit she got bit in the struggle because there's only one whatever well like what did she do like toss the baby after she got birth in that one because <laughs> she hasn't moved there's still like goo right yeah that's true that's true in the area uh she wants marlene to take ellie to boston with her to make sure ellie inherits her switchblade essentially make oh my sure god she's safe. that scene like oh yeah. her name is ellie make sure she has this that's when i was like texting you this is the first time that i watched the episode first and i was like texting you like i can't do this i can't do this like we're five minutes in and i can't do this <laughs> yeah i don't like being on because i'm always delayed on watching it because of my dog and usually it's me being able to watch it before you i was like i don't like being on this <laughs> side of this of these texts of these because we try to make our texts if the other person's not watching as well non-spoilery yeah gifts and reactions only yeah. oh and did you also notice she was swaddled i have no idea i forgot to look it up if this actually meant something so this could be completely like ignore it it's just the weird sonia thought but that like green camo jacket ish it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of reminiscent of like the jacket she later wears but like more importantly there's like this theme of ellie being wrapped in green like joel's green jacket and then i guess joel was wrapped in a green blanket too when he was recovering like ellie draped a, gl- a green blanket on him i don't know i don't know what oh, like yeah. green symbolizes anything but i'm not sure if it uh does i think she was just i think it would have been nice if she also had the jacket that she was you know just wore around too Instead of like just the switch, like she, you know, like oh, I'm wearing this adult jacket my whole yeah, life. Yeah, like, I like I like it when that happens. Very freaks and geeks. <laughs> I never saw that show, but I did read one of the I think the the little main character on Freaks and Geeks. Like I think the little brother, whatever. Yeah. He's the one that wrote the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, I, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, he was like Dr. Sweeney or somebody in Bones. Like, he's had the weirdest career. I'm actually really excited for that D&D movie. Yeah, so am I. I'm not going to go to theaters because I'm like going to theaters, but I'm excited to watch it. Basically, she wants Marlene to take her to Boston, make sure Ellie's taken care of, and then, you know, also kill Anna because she doesn't want to turn, understandably. Marlene is very reluctant, but eventually she agrees to take Ellie, but says she's not going to be able to kill her because these two have known each other their whole lives. They besties. They besties, yeah. BFS for life, which is a very short, shorter time than they thought it was going to be. And I mean, I think Anna is the last, I think Anna is the last connection that um, Marlene has with her former life and is kind of like the, she doesn't want to kill this last person or sac well not really sacrifice she doesn't want to kill her best friend her last thread to this life before she has to commit herself to this new cause which is the fireflies because as important as the cause is to marlene like it, it literally takes everything from her i have more sympathy towards marlene than you do for sure <laughs> i like marlene i understand where marlene is coming from i just don't agree with her. i i think i think marlene is incredibly naive of how she thinks they're gonna fix things that we agree on and it kind of it, it just really bugs me that that's what bugs me the most about like we'll get into it but it, she's just incredibly naive about it and it annoys the shit out of me but i like marlene as a character and i understand 100 percent why she's doing what she's doing even if i don't agree with it so marlene takes ellie hands her off to some firefly lackey gives him one job, job. one job bro <laughs> one job she tells him to cover her ears and then she resolutely goes into the room and shoots anna takes her out of her misery and what did he do not cover her ears just stares at her with her ears all exposed so she got to hear marlene kill her mother even though she doesn't know it little did marlene little did she know marlene's also gonna try to kill her in a future uh. <laughs> this is like some weird like time travel inception without the time shit, travel yeah. kind of inception thing um and then we're back in the present day and ellie is just staring off into space She's basically disassociating after everything they've gone through, especially after what happened last episode with Creepy David. Joel is practically tap dancing, trying to get any sort of this reaction out of so her. so funny. Like, he's like, hey, I got some beef roti chef for a D. How Have happy you heard he of looks. Oh my God, I yeah. couldn't. It just was such an odd, like, I absolutely love dork Joel. I'm, I'm happy that Ellie gets to experience more of Dork Joel, but it's like, dude, you need for to... About five, yeah, for about five minutes of this episode, we didn't have Dork Joel, but like we had Dork Joel for most yeah, of I, it. Yeah, I, I was here for it. Uh, but he's like, have you heard of Boggle? <laughs> this is the one thing uh, you can beat me in. She's like, nah. Because <laughs> it involves words. Yeah. Uh, Ellie cannot muster the enthusiasm. She, But you can kind of see she's, she's trying in the way... I guess I don't know if it's teenagers or some people who who can't really mask it that well, but still don't want to like, hurt oh, feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't want to worry him. You can tell she doesn't want to worry him, but she just she just doesn't have it in her. Joel even offers to teach her how to play the guitar, and she's just she she's processing kind of agrees, her trauma. Yeah, because I and he doesn't know how to talk to her about it, and she doesn't know how to talk about it. They're just two broken people trying to. Yeah, if if this episode it. teaches us anything, it's that Joel has no idea how to talk to a teenage girl, uh, probably because his died before he got to that stage. Really, it's just Ellie has so I think much he's to just process. So out of practice. And I mean, not that much 
so there was we went from winter to spring right i don't think they clarified how long this time jump was so i wasn't sure if it was like a few days it seems like it's spring now potentially it has to be right because they're not even wearing jackets and i really doubt like the hard winter they were just in yeah ended because they left well you keep killed the evil in this town so now we have good weather (laughs) now the sun comes out and all of ellie's hurts over having to fight off a cannibalistic assaulter have been healed i almost got um kind of like i was like how long does it take to get from utah to colorado because if you look at a map it's not like they're across country from each other but then i'm like they're going they're basically by foot so and shut up shannon yeah (laughs) yeah also joel was still recovering right so they finally get into the city and then we can kind of see how in tune they are with each other in their travel kind of habits now joel's about to tell her the plan but ellie knows already exactly what he wants to do get into a building go up in a skyscraper but because joel is still tap dancing he tries to joke and be like no we're gonna blow that up and that kind of gets a reaction out of her but it's still a bit of a one-side conversation and you know ellie was messed up because before joel lets her hold the gun for a second I, maybe he was like putting it on a jacket or something and she yeah. willfully gives that back yeah she doesn't she was like yeah here you go ellie ellie's having a hard time it is nice though that they're like they're establishing future ellie in those like cute little scenes between joel and her i, I do like that that like yes it's, it's like this cute moment but it's establishing the fact that ellie is now that girl she wanted to be in the pilot she knows what to do when she's in a new city even though the city has a surprising lack of any type of infected which mm, like or people or people or or anything like you we didn't even have one infected this episode the last episode no we did we had one oh i guess in the beginning yeah it doesn't count we had we had one they had okay well we can get into this next week but let me just say, they made this whole thing about the whole mycelium network connecting all Biggest of them. Biggest no, I have. One of them, only one of them is chasing her? Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. Anyway, Joel wants to boost Ellie up to get a ladder down so they can get higher into this building. Because I guess the stairs weren't finished or something. Ellie's still off all in her head. He kind of tries to prod her to talk, but I kind of like that he doesn't push her. Yeah, you know, he mentions like she's been really quiet and she tries to apologize. He's like, no, 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 you can be quiet. I'm just, you know, I'm, we're doing check-ins from checking in. It with was, you. it's like he understands Ellie, but he, he's also somebody who has lived and processed through his own trauma and pain. So he probably understands how annoying it is when people try to force that out of you when you're not ready. So he's a yeah. good person to be going some, going through something like that with. But I think he also just understands her and knows that like she's going to process it in her own time. It's also, I think, kind of hard to be, like, I don't have experience with this on, like, on adult to child end, but I kind of have experience on it with the child to adult end, like, trying to comfort a child who has just been through something difficult, right? Especially if, like, I don't know, I don't think a lot of adults really know how to do that because it's hard for them to process it. And then, like, with a child, and especially if somebody like Joel, who's been so closed off yeah. this whole time. Who's, like, just getting yeah. reacquainted with his own feelings. Yeah. Like, that is a yeah. stifled nerve. He's just starting to peek into his little Pandora box of emotions. And, and it was such like... a... It was a life-changing, like, life-changing moment for Ellie, right? I mean, that changed... We're going to see it more in season two, but, like, that encounter changed how she reacts 
It's her first rage kill. It's her first rage kill. That's a big deal. Yeah. And it's a rite of passage. It, it was. And, but it's like, it was completely justified, but it's her first rage kill. And I, it's interesting that, you know, I guess we talked about it last episode. I think there was something she knew she kind of had that in her, but maybe like not to that extent. And just the whole thing is just too much. But he boosts her up and it's very rim. I like that they kind of snuck this in there because it is like a gameplay. It's the whole, that's it's, basically the game yeah. is you're just lifting yeah. Ellie onto things and dragging her on a raft. <laughs> basically. Yeah. No raft dragging in this season though, but it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. She gets distracted because she sees something. Basically throws the ladder at her okay, and runs off. <laughs> and uh, when I first watched it I was and they were running and Joel was running after her, I was like, what did she see? You can't see anything. Everything's covered in here. But then on my second watch through, I, you can see a silhouette of a huge thing walking by the windows, but you can't see exactly what it is. So Joel chases after her through the building and then they get what I have been waiting for since... The show was announced. We get our Jurassic Park moment. I didn't think they were going to do it. Joel gets to be Dr. Grant <laughs> and gives Ellie some <laughs> vegetation to feed the giraffe. The giraffe does not sneeze in her face, but it's okay. And Joel looks at Ellie with so much warmth in this right? moment. Pure adoration. Like not. And ugh. Ellie is just giggling and laughing. And I, he probably... He probably hasn't heard her laugh in a real long time, but I bet you he's never really heard a genuine laugh. Yeah, either. that's it's just this it's an unguarded moment for both of them. Granted, she doesn't see him looking at her, but this is like a tiny little pocket in this fucked up journey that they've been on where they're both just so happy and feel in this they're in this little bubble of fucking goodness. Yeah. And the only thing this scene lacked was that and i told you this last night was that like well i live here vibe because yeah. we all spent a good 20 to 30 minutes petting that giraffe i put i put my controller down and just sat there for as long as possible <laughs> i was also last time i played i was also kind of testing if if it would kick you out of it on its own but no they let, the game lets you sit there for they as knew. long as you want they knew that people needed their own traumas healed and then the giraffe goes away and then we get to like the game giraffe scene where they're on top of the roof and they're looking out over into some sports baseball field. <laughs> Is it baseball? Baseball field. <laughs> it was to some baseball field and Joel asked Ellie if this was everything she had hoped for as they watch a herd of giraffe. I don't know if they're called herds, but a herd of giraffe. And Ellie says, it's got its ups and downs, but you can't deny that view. And then Joel tries his very best to give Ellie an out of their journey of what can happen or just further danger because you know they're having a good moment now but they don't know what's up ahead and up ahead so far has been awful bad stuff and I so think he's, he's like, like we can go now we can just go, go back home. to Tommy's go to Tommy's go and, watch movies you know forget about all this and yeah. like whatever like eat popcorn and like, like he it's very clear he doesn't want to lose her and i think part of him the part of him that's opening up and allowing himself to awkwardly stumble through these emotional moments realizes how much all of that bad stuff is impacting her because this quiet girl who wouldn't shut up is now so quiet and he, it's this need to protect her from all the things that he wasn't able to protect her from, even though a lot of them were not his fault. Right. 
And, and a lot of things are not her fault either. It's just, yeah. you know. Life in the apocalypse. Right. When you travel across country, like, shit happens, right? Um, Ellie tells him that after everything they've gone through, after everything they've done, it can't be for nothing. So they have to see this through. And after they see this through, they can go wherever he wants and she'll follow him to the sheep to the moon ranch, as Sonia puts it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's where you'll find me after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the sheep to the moon ranch. <laughs> you know, they're just, she'll go, she'll follow him anywhere. Like that's, they are a team now, essentially. And I, I put at the end of my notes, they did not spend 20 minutes just sitting on the scene. <laughs> It'd have made the episode an hour long at least, right? So, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Like, All right. This is what we're doing. I'm chilling. <laughs> So then they also wander upon. Do they not wonder why there's nobody? Like, that would freak me out, I think, that we haven't seen anything. They were so chill. And I don't mind. I love Goofy Joel. I love Goofy Ellie. But uh, I guess, like, to make the scene work, whatever. But, like, the fact that they were so fast to be like, yeah, no threats. And yeah, just... Guns not out or anything. Yeah. Just, strolling. It's a casual Sunday stroll. I... There were there were some things in this in this episode that just confused me. It didn't take away from the episode, just confused me, and that was one of them. So they come upon an emergency medical camp that the army set up, still in pretty decent shape. It looks like after twenty years, because apparently nobody's nobody stayed it. in the city. <laughs> Joel explains to her that it wasn't Fedra, because Fedra is different than the army. It's probably just what it turned into, but it was different. Uh, Joel was treated at one of these camps the second day after the outbreak. Ellie assumes that it's because of Sarah, but Sarah's already gone. It was because of the bullet wound that they spoke about in the Bill and Frank episode, about how, like, somebody missed. And it turns out that the person who missed the shot to the head was Joel himself. They have, uh, they take a little break to have a little heart-to-heart, a little, this is my emotional damage. (laughs) Just to ho- hopefully take some burden off of your emotional damage conversation. It was it was a really good addition. I know it was like it was. I do. I did enjoy this. Like, it made it made so much sense too. I th- I think they maybe kind of sort of implied it in the game, but not like there were so many things in the game that were just like weird subtext, and this was like the subtext of the subtext. Like when they were in that hotel, do you remember? And uh, Ellie stumbles upon I think that couple who are like in a bathtub maybe or maybe in a bed. I don't remember. And she was, oh, yeah, the bathtub, yeah. The bathtub, and they kill themselves, and she's like, oh, that's such an easy thing to do. And Joel was like, trust me, it's not easy. So I wonder if that yeah. was, like, carried over from the game and made explicit, or if that's, like, just, like, a game, a TV show edition. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I never got the... I think that makes a lot of sense. I didn't, at the time, get the impression that Joel had done so as well, but I, I would buy that. I would go along with it, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if they made it canon in game yeah. as well as on the show um joel tells ellie that after sarah died he just couldn't he didn't see a point in going on anymore so you know he was just ready he's very you know matter of factly he wasn't scared he was just done so when he goes to pull the trigger for some reason he flinched and missed and i guess at that point he was like well i guess we're just gonna keep going then <laughs> it was what <laughs> it was <laughs> i wonder where tommy was if it was the second day or maybe that's why he got treated maybe tommy heard the gunshot oh and brought him there yeah yeah tommy wouldn't give up together. on him then. yeah get, no give up tommy on wouldn't him. have left him right after sarah died no. joel does that whole kind of like well you know i don't know why i'm telling you this but ellie's like i come on yeah we we know why you're telling stupid. me this <laughs> 
And then she goes, so time heals all wounds, huh? And Joel tells her it wasn't time that did it while looking very meaningfully right? at Ellie. <laughs> he was like, he might as well have winked. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't time that He's did like, it. I, I won't tell you, but nudge, I'm going to tell nudge. you. <laughs> and I'm joking about it, but they get all like, no, they both so get sweet. all very kind so of teary-eyed. We Their needed eyes that. are all wet and glassy. Yeah. And we needed the confirmation. And as much of a confirmation from Joel as we could get. They just look at each other with tears and love in their eyes. Then that's too much emotion. So they're just like, oh, shut well, it down. You know, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta go. You know, it's just mm, pun books. Let's do the puns. And then they start doing the pun jokes as they keep going through. And then two people sneak up behind them to ruin everything. The super fun good day. Throw a smoke bomb. Knock them down, steal Ellie, and smack Joel in the head with the butt of a rifle. Good job, guys. Good and job. I was like, I know, like, the the introduction to the Fireflies in the game was not necessarily the most peaceful either. So, like, this whole thing, Ellie almost drowns. Joel pulls her out, and he's, like, giving her CPR when, like, the fe- when the Firefly people come and get them. And they do knock him out with their gun. It's just, I the Fireflies kind of pin themselves as the quote-unquote good guys don't they they think they're good like guys, the yeah. good guys who are gonna do what they need to do it just it was a it was a weird sketchy move i mean you know who also think they're the good guys fedra kathleen's group that's true i don't think kathleen does though no kathleen uh, was just like this is what is gonna happen and it sucks that it's awful and i don't care that it's awful yeah so Joel wakes up in a hospital room, and we know it's a Firefly hospital room because they spray painted everything with Firefly <laughs> symbols. In case you forget. Just so nobody's confused. I'm surprised they didn't tattoo it on Joel. <laughs> While he was out, yeah. <laughs> Marlene is there to greet him. She's very impressed and very annoyed Joel managed to get Ellie here in one piece because... I guess she had like five, fi- like apparently the fireflies suck at what they do. They don't get painted as a good group. People. <laughs> no, they, it's not a strong endorsement of them for her to say that she had five bodyguards essentially to get her here in one place and she almost died. But then also she forgot that Tess isn't with them. Yeah, no so mention they of Tess. Lose somebody. But also from what the show kind of made it seem like and we'll talk about this next week because i think that was like my biggest gripe with the whole thing is like joel and ellie didn't other than like the big major points they kind of did seem like they had a pretty easy trip yeah all of the things they should have been encountering maybe marlene and her marlene should have been like what so 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 what was the route you took yeah, can you just drop that chill. down <laughs> all joel wants to do is see ellie though but marlene tells him he can't see her because she's being prepped for surgery and then we learn how this whole cure thing could possibly work. The Firefly Doctor thinks the Cordycep in Ellie has basically been there since birth, which makes sense with what we saw in the beginning. I guess it's just been slowly... Inc- I'm wondering, how fast does that infection work then? Because at tops a minute of her being bit, so it goes from like the thigh bite into whatever the umbilical cord nutrients and into the Ellie in that moment, I guess, but not enough. Well, for her to be infected. Yeah. I don't know how blood Either works. Way, whatever. <laughs> hand wave, hand wave, sci-fi, sci-fi. I'm sure the science behind it tracks. <laughs> so it, basically the infection's been in her since birth. And it produces some kind of like, I guess it goes also with that mycelium network thing of you are one of us. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Chemical message that basically tells court, the cordyceps that 
she has she's good she's infected already yeah yeah but it doesn't need to like further infect her and that's how she's i don't really understand how this works and i don't i guess i don't need to yeah that with with sci-fi and a lot of and horror that makes her immune yeah i'm not gonna lie affected that she's not immune i don't know whatever but it's just yeah they'll still attack her it's not like they won't attack her it's just the inner infection won't at- further attack her but it's also interesting because they didn't rip tess apart that guy kissed her because he sensed that she was infected and further continued to spread the infection by tentacling her, yeah. right? Yeah. So but it won't do that with Ellie? So, But we, we don't know because we've never really seen. I, she's the, and one's never had the opportunity. Right, but like in the museum, the clickers and stuff were pretty intent on tearing them all to pieces. Right, but only when they knew where they were. So they couldn't, they couldn't sense her then. So she's not part of the network. No, no, no absolutely not part of the network. She's not like a will from no, Stranger no, no. Things yeah, yeah, yeah. where she can, you know. Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've never seen Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not? I like it a lot. I need to. I need to. It's one of those shows that I do really want to watch. Basically, so that, so what the doctor's going to do is get all the little messenger cells or whatever, multiply it, and boom, cure. Everybody's good. Nobody's, everybody, I guess, is going to be infected to be immune. Right, but. Which I guess that's what a vaccine kind of is, even though you don't whatever it's i i'm not i didn't think about it until now but like if the infected are still trying to kill ellie the vaccine wouldn't even work like marlene i mean i guess it would decrease the numbers and that would be helpful but they would still be infected they would still attack people even if it's like trying to shred them to pieces some of those people would still get bitten in the process of trying to survive so they would become infected themselves and it would keep going on a smaller scale potentially but it wouldn't rid the world of infected well i mean it's kind of like getting rid of like the measles or smallpox right like your vaccine teaches your body how to like you get like a little dead piece of it oh wait no i'm wrong i'm sorry no you're right i i'm wrong i'm wrong (laughs) because ellie yeah you get like a yeah yeah. you get a dead piece of it and your body knows how to react to it and then you know it's then eradicated until you get to some like hippie white suburban town where they don't think vaccines worked anymore or whatever and then you like to bring it back into the place where it was it was gone from or you know just oh god that would so happen it would even in the post it would absolutely would. <laughs> the pipeline that wellness pipeline so yeah there's there's no way this is going to be eradicated just because people well, yeah exactly we don't know how to keep ourselves alive but either way, I am not going to say that this is an impossible thing. Because one, I don't know the science of it either way. And two, it's sci-fi. Yeah, so we're just going to go with it. I don't know enough about that to say otherwise. <laughs> Joel, unfortunately, also knows that the cordyceps grows in the brain. So how are they going to scrape all that out of her? And uh, Marlene basically tells him Ellie's going to have to be murdered for this. She has to and, go But away. it's cool. <laughs> it's cool, though, because, you know... She has an Ellie has no idea. She makes it clear that Ellie has no idea what's happening. They just put her straight to sleep. She's not scared. She's not in pain. They're just going to do it to her without her consent. So it's cool, Joel. Isn't it cool now, Joel? Uh, well, okay. First of all, Marlene thinks she's talking to the Joel she knew in the QZ zone. So that Joel would be like, yeah, bye. Where's my money? Where's my guns? Her mistake in this whole conversation was not realizing that in getting to know Ellie, he healed the parts of himself or like started healing enough parts of himself where he's a changed man. And now you completely messed up by threatening Ellie. (laughs) Needless to say, Joel is 
upset and he gets a little bit loud so they punch him in the gut because they are dickheads the fireflies are just dickheads the uh, i'll get into it and when we get it but i don't like them i don't have a problem with marlene but i don't like the fireflies because they're assholes joel tells her that she doesn't understand but marlene says she does understand because she promised ellie's mother that she'd save her and now she has no other choice but basically to murder her she doesn't say murder i'm using the word murder i'm putting that word in her mouth i think she would use what sonia used which is sacrifice (laughs) this is the part where i feel like their decision to keep a little bit of distance between Ellie and Marlene kind of comes to bite Marlene in the ass. I mean, the friends, I've asked a few friends who have not played the game and they said that they still got all the emotion that they were supposed to from it. So maybe I'm just projecting a little bit. Oh yeah? What what emotions did they get? They, They felt that Marlene was absolutely heartbroken over having to choose to sacrifice sacrifice no, I, believe she, I believe she was heartbroken and i, I believe she thinks it's a sacrifice i do too i just think the game was a little bit more impactful especially because we had her journal i wish they would at least have added her yeah. journal in some way because that's where you really realized how tired she was and how leading the fireflies was just takes like things were taken from her over and over and over again and she let everything be taken and now this this huge ask was in front of her and she has to go through with it because she literally gave everything else to be to get here and not going through with it would totally make all the other sacrifices kind of meaningless a little bit like that's what you don't necessarily get from the show I feel like but I, I could be absolutely off base with that. No, I mean, and that makes sense too. And they and they ex- they do kind of a little bit slightly retcon her feelings about this in the second game. A little bit. Just a tiny bit. Not not like a full 180 or anything, but like there was more doubt introduced that I think would have been appreciated. Yes, in this. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> So she basically, she's like, she has no choice. This is the only way they can do this. And Joel's like, all right, fine. I have a choice. And Marlene knows what he's putting down with that. So she's just like, no, take him to the highway with his backpack. If he does anything, shoot him. But this is, she's giving, this is, she thinks she's doing him a favor and giving him, letting him go alive. That's what she gets for trying to be an honorable person. As honorable as she could be in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And she really we'll thought she, she, she does clock. She Joel. believes she a hundred percent is a believer in her cause and in yeah. Joel being who he was or close enough to who he was that he will walk away. Yeah. It's, she is scared of being indebted to him. She is scared of who he is. Granted. Yeah. She has like an army around her, although we never really see the scope Maybe of it. They suck. They, I mean, we've established they suck. And she sends him off. She's with two established men. they suck. Like, like yeah. it's like, you really, you really think your two little goons could, take joel out if he's gonna do anything but yeah so basically she has to do this terrible thing because it's for humanity right it's to 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 bring back order to humanity that's been lost which sounds really familiar to what that captain said to ellie when he was a fedra soldier just want to point that out there that just seems like they have the same mindset different yeah different ways of doing it what they can force people to do because they know better. I think we know my feelings on this whole thing <laughs> at this point. <laughs> anyway, so the the two Firefly lackeys who are 
complete assholes that are escorting Joel out, shoving him for no reason. He's moving. He's walking along. And the guy <laughs> behind him keeps nudging him for no reason. Like, I, he's I, I can bully. get it. I can get it when he paused. But he did it twice before that. To for no reason. dominance. Yeah. Like, why are they such dickheads? Alpha to males. Joel? Alpha fucking males. It makes no sense. They did that in the game, too, and it makes no sense. You're being antagonistic for no reason. Well, in the game, Joel does offer resistance. That's true. Okay. Okay. You got this point. (laughs) So they get into the stairway, and then Joel just kills him. Terminator. (laughs) John Wick style. Yeah, he... (laughs) We can get into this. Basically, he kills them grabs their gun well one of their guns it looked like the shittier looking gun but whatever we'll just go go with it just methodically goes through the hospital killing anybody that can get in his way even if they're not in his way (laughs) i loved this scene so cold and so matter of fact so brutal and like even the people who like weren't shooting at him and like had their arms up he was like i don't i don't care i don't care like he was full-on rage sad demon man i i just wish we saw more of that that's my problem that is my problem with this scene i love it i i do think it was kind of unless they they were well one it seemed way too easy it did how he was going up against his army yeah and he could just walk around and start shooting people like everybody else had guns too especially since they refused to establish other than saying it this this joel is like this and they were saving it for this scene right that's like we never yeah i'm i I don't know if that's true or not but But it seems like they were saving it it for this scene he seems (sighs) kathleen's group had a did a better job with joel than this fedra army not fedra sorry firefly army Oh, yeah, and, and, like, getting him to actually have to fight back. Yeah, and, you know, and then I've, I've heard, because I've heard some complaints about how, and I agree with it, there hasn't been enough tension. We've both talked about yeah. this. Not enough tension or action in this horror series, which is what it is. And then a lot of the pushback against it is, like, well, they, they can't be, like, in the video game where it's a sure. one-man army. But apparently he can yeah i guess you're making this huge point to make it realistic and i'm i'm gonna i rewatched this scene three times i love the music i love the slow-mo i think it was done incredibly well i'm gonna rewatch it multiple times because i love it so much it's just if you're going to save this moment for joel hint at it all season bring it out here yeah, like you have four soldiers running away from him at once. Like I think there was three people at one point and one was running down the hall and he shot one and there's another yeah. one. If you're going to save it, at least make it a little bit more realistic in the sense that he would have to do a lot more hiding. But I will say when the when I play video games, we've talked about this, I have a hide in the corner lure people out uh strategy for literally every single game that I played. This is the only section in The Last of Us where I was also just like, no, 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 no. I am taking everybody down. I am hiding as the least amount as possible. And I'm just going through this building slaughtering people. So I kind of felt it too. But that Joel was established. I mean, even if you're hiding a lot of the game, of your gameplay, we've already established the type of 
person Joel was capable of being with the Robert scene that we had in the game. Yeah, for sure. And I th- and I won't say we haven't had glimpses of it with with the show. I just think it's very too far because he was very capable in the sharpshooter scene um, at the last at the end of the Kathleen episode, and we did have like the torture scene and stuff. But I don't know. You just go from like Joel's a regular guy, like sure he's kind of a badass, but then he's just like, no, I I wasn't former army, but I'm basically acting like it right now. Yeah, I, I do. It was the jump was a bit extra for like you can't keep something thematically, though, like thematically and mood wise. I love the scene. It's it's pure art. That is like pure, yes. pure art. But you can't just keep that in your back pocket and be like, OK, last episode, we're busting it out. But pure. art. Yeah, I think I think it would have been better if they had peppered that throughout the series. But yeah, I don't think they could have actually shot it a better way except for maybe just a little bit more you feel like there's more actual danger but but like how they shot it and what they aired i don't have a problem with it i think it's the setup up to it that i have an issue with um so joel gets to ellie's hospital room and this is kind of like the first time when he's approaching it that we see emotion coming back to him Mm -hmm. because you know he was so cold and methodical during his gun down our one-man army show and the doc he so he gets to her room and there was a the giraffe doctor, painted on the wall there was uh, oh, i didn't see there that was a giraffe painted on the wall as he was making his way to this room okay this is gonna be s- small spoilers into the the second game but when he was walking through the halls toward her room i was like this is so familiar this is this is that dream sequence I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, they're yeah. going to use this. Yeah. They're going to use this set again. It was so, but it was, it, it was, it was a good familiarity. I was like, oh, this is coming up. I've been here before. <laughs> the doctor decides to bring a scalpel to a gunfight and, <laughs> and tells Joel that he won't let her take, he won't let him take her. And Joel just shoots him. Oh my God, the dumbest fucking. What are you going to do, man? Uh, the nurses are screaming, and one of them is the also the great Laura Bailey of also Critical Role fame. Didn't even notice. I'm so happy you pointed it out. No, neither did I. Neither did I. I totally that was totally something I found on the internet and then screenshotted to you. But yeah, who is also a voice actor in character too. In character too. In in season She's two, a very excellent voice actor. Yes, I didn't recognize her. Now, I guess I wasn't that into CR at the time it came out, but I think if, when I go back and play, I'm going to see if I recognize her voice, because she's one of those voice actors that I think is like, oh, that's Laura Yeah, Bailey? she can do phenomenal things with her voice. I think you can, ca- you do catch hints, uh, hints of it, but she's just so I, like, talented. I can kind of catch hints of Ashley Johnson. I think her voice is kind of distinctive, yeah. or the way she speaks, even though it's not like one-to-one, but yeah. Laura Bailey and Troy Baker too are just one of those who's like, oh, I didn't know that was you in this game I've played. I've just been in like twenty games I've played and didn't recognize it was the same voice at all. I didn't. I didn't realize it was Troy Baker when I was playing um, Bioshock at all. Booker Dewitt. Is it? That's, yeah, that's Troy Baker. See, man. <laughs> the only thing about my voice that I is just when I when I'm editing, I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound like me at all, and it helps me disassociate from like this is us talking. <laughs> Delete it all. <laughs> so then it's like it just ignores me because it doesn't sound like the me in my head but i cannot change my voice like that 
So Joel tells the nurses to unhook her. They are understandably frightened and not the most gentle and just rip an IV out of I Ellie's would too. arm. And this moment, this moment is one of my favorites in the whole show. He sees the blood that's bleeding from her, the ripped IV, and he tells her he tells the nurse to bandage her. Right. Arm. He takes that time to make them cover her wound. And they do. And Joel picks up Ellie, tells them to turn around and leaves, leaving the nurses alive. He does not grab Ellie's backpack because he doesn't know where it is. That was painful. So Joel gets Ellie in the hospital parking garage and conveniently there is a car being charged, which was more than my car on Friday, whose battery died. (laughs) (laughs) And Marlene, I guess, heard the gunshots and decided, I'm just going to wait here for you. She knows, yeah. Why bother going in there? I'm not going to, yeah, I know how much they suck. They're not going to be able to. Right. Stop She's him. like, I'm going to let him work out his feelings <laughs> and I'm going to catch him on his way out. And he, she tells him that he can't protect her forever. They're going to get old. He's going to get old and die. She'll leave. Then how long will she survive then? How long till she's torn apart by infected and murdered by raiders or murdered by fireflies, but whatever. <laughs> and. She told she tells Joel that Ellie lives in a broken world that he could have saved, but Ellie doesn't get to be part of, even if he saves it. Put that out there. Yeah, I'm that's putting true. that out there. Not Marlene, but also like, okay. So this is my no, no, no. I know. I think I know what you're saying. The world is already. Yeah. Okay. Go. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm saying the world. Like, yes, it's broken, but it's also like Tommy and his community. It's thriving. If if there's a Jackson. We know that there's other communities out there which are also probably thriving. And Joel can take Ellie to one of those where she can, maybe not forever, but she can live out her life relatively peacefully. I mean, granted, that's not assured in this world, but I think I think seeing Tommy and Jackson also completely altered how Joel is responds in this in this scene in this episode i don't think it has much to do with how he responds i think he would have done it regardless with their journey oh once once that bond is established yeah joel is right or die but it just gives joel more backing to the a he thinks the fireflies are delusional i don't necessarily think that he thinks the cure is going to work there's doubt in i have read that i think it's neil Druckmann who said joel believes that the cure is possible oh okay. he just doesn't care he just doesn't care which is also fair yeah yeah and you know so joel joel tells her rightly that it's not marlene's choice to make which that she throws back at his face which again fair but i think if you if one side is not letting one side wants to take somebody's life sacrifice somebody's life without their consent then i don't think it's the same to save their life without their consent you know like i don't think it's a one-to-one of our marlene was going to sacrifice ellie's life even though that's not her choice to make and then joel's going to save ellie's life and that's not his choice to make like ellie should be the one to make this right. choice i don't think it's a one-to-one decision definitely definitely not but we i yes i think ellie would have chosen to die to make a cure but I think Marlene's also like, it's okay, she's she's going to be at peace, she's not scared, because it soothes her own soul for being no, like... No, that's 100% just for Marlene. Yeah. That has nothing to do with Ellie. And what bothers me... Here's my thing. I guess we can get, we can get to this later. But let me just touch on it. 
I think with the mindset Ellie was currently at, I don't think she was mentally capable of giving consent. That's a very good point. I didn't think of that. So basically, Marlene told, throws it right back at him. She tells him that this is what Ellie would choose. And she's super confident in that. She's so confident that she's not willing to give Ellie that choice. Make that make sense, Marlene. But, you know, Joel looks down at Ellie and you can tell that he, Marlene is probably right, especially with the mindset she's been yeah. in lately and that conversation she had. So then the next thing we see is Joel is driving down the road. Ellie is in the back seat, waking up, still in her hospital gown. Joel tells Ellie to relax. The drugs are leaving her system. And Ellie is trying to remember what happened because the last thing she knew is there were fireflies and now she's waking up in the backseat of the car. She doesn't even remember being drugged. They didn't even tell her they were drugging her. Joel spins this elaborate tale that they're running tests on her. And as he's telling her that this tale of, you know, there are dozens of them, dozens of them Who of knew? like Ellie. <laughs> we flash back to the hospital of... Um, what happens between Joel and Marlene. But basically, Joel is telling Ellie that the Fireflies couldn't find a cure and basically have given up on it. And during that, we see that Joel shot Marlene to get away. Ellie asks where her clothes are, and then he tells her that the Raiders attacked the hospital and he barely got her out there alive. Sorry about your backpack. Got your switchblade, though. He doesn't say that, but, you know, he does. <laughs> he was thinking it. She asks, you know, if people got hurt, if Marlene is okay. And he answers her not answering her. The worst. (laughs) Yeah. He tells her that, you know, they'll find more clothes on the way and they're going to go home. And then he tells her he's sorry when she turns over away from him. So then we flash back to the hospital. We see see Joel put Ellie in the backseat of the car. And then we can hear that Marlene is still alive. He very coldly goes up to her and she's begging him to stop to let her go and he said you just come after her and shoots her in the head he's not wrong he's not wrong so joel and ellie luckily arrive in wyoming before the car dies and they have to hike (laughs) incredibly close because it's only a five-hour hike but they have to hike the rest of the way to jackson uh joel is kind of doing his tap dancing thing again (laughs) stumbling so badly (laughs) you know he's he's almost he almost feels like a different character and i don't think i felt that way at this point in the game because joel is kind of like being a bit like more jovial he's like oh i'm he's telling him all about he's telling ellie all about sarah he thinks sarah and um ellie but it's i think it's his tone that's kind of throwing me off the I don't necessarily even think it's his tone. I think Pedro Pascal just kind of lost the Joel accent he was putting on in his like gruffer, gruffer phase. Yeah, he kind of he kind of went from a Texan. A te- no, I'm, I'm trying to think. He kind of went from like a Roddy to a Golden Retriever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he, it <laughs> like, is reminiscent. I'm not going to say it. I'm not. I don't want to. Never mind. Spoilers for okay. spoilers. <laughs> we'll say it in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> He's telling her all about Sarah. He's, you know, he thinks they really like each other, even though they're not the same. And what I like about this is so funny because he's such like a, I'm not used to talking to a teenage girl thing because she's like, well, what's different about us? He's like, well, well, Sarah's not like Sarah was more of a girly girl. That that you're not a girly girl. And she's like, I'm not. She had had a nice smile. Not that you had it. Not that you don't have a nice smile. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Calm down. Calm down. (laughs) Like he's so awkward about it. And I think maybe this he was just extra awkward about it. I think more than Joel has ever been awkward about anything in the game. He thinks Sarah would have really liked Ellie because Ellie is funny 
she would have made her laugh and he really thinks ellie would have liked sarah too and ellie tells him she's sure she would have too and i think this is the most he's spoken about sarah yeah or at all in 20 years it's a it just shows how much ellie means to him because he's just like yeah this is my daughter i'm gonna tell my new daughter about you know the daughter that i lost love them both whatever you know it just ugh emotions like i think she's also trying to clumsily let her know that she is her own person to him he's not replacing his daughter with her right 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 and so they get to this vantage point where they can see jackson and jackson is a hell of a lot bigger than i thought it was it's huge yeah it's like it's a whole ass city it's a city it's, it's a, a village apocalyptic yeah. <laughs> city right before they go any further though joel no sorry ellie tells joel about what happened with Riley? We get confirmation, and you know how she wasn't alone when she got bit in the mall. Um, her and Riley both got bit, and Riley said the "let's be all poetic and shit" thing, but Riley turned and Ellie didn't. So then Ellie had to kill not Riley. I hope we. I, I hope we get to Riley. see it next next season. I really, I would be shocked if we did. I I, I don't I, I don't it. hold high high hopes for it. And I guess season, I have thoughts for what the, I have thoughts about what season two might be, but. (laughs) Two weeks. So after everything they've been through, and she's the only person in this goddamn episode to mention Tess, that, you know, after all they lost, Tess, Sam, Joel tries to reassure that that wasn't her fault. She's like, I know, but we've still lost them. Like, it still happened. It doesn't matter whose fault it was. That she needs to know that what he said about the fireflies is true. And he looks her right in the eyes, hesitates very slightly, and swears it's true. And then Ellie just stares at him for a really long time. And in my opinion, she decides to believe him. 100%. She knows he's lying. She can't. Yeah. I think if she accepted. She decides to move forward with him. Right. Like, after David, after the trauma of almost being assaulted and eaten and then kidnapped and made into, like, a weird cannibalistic baby cult leader. And then going through all of that with losing everybody if she let her brain think that joel was lying she would snap she is so fragile right now that there's no way her brain would be able to process the fact that this man that she has come to love and trust and go on this journey with would would do that to her and it's just like so heartbreaking that she has to bury that inside her to to move forward yes but that is what she does and that is the end of season one of the last of us so what i guess we got to go into it and it's been something that has been debated since 2013 (laughs) basically for 10 years now right like that's when the game came out joel's decision thoughts and feelings listen there's been 10 years of arguments and nobody is closer to being to having an answer the thing is this this whole season right it's painting the fact that nothing is black and white and like Marlene and Joel are right. If I were in Joel's shoes, 100% would do the same thing. I'm not even going to pretend to think that I would be a big enough person to be like, yeah, sacrifice them. You know, you know what, though? I don't know if I could say the same for me being in Marlene's shoes. But if we if you take into account everything that Marlene has sacrificed and had to give up, then like what 
I'm sure she includes Anna somehow, like having to kill Anna in all of her, like getting to building the fireflies, getting this position of power, trying to save the world. So if you have done all of the things that you have done, if you've given literally everything that you've had to give and had everything else taken, because in the game, in her journals, you saw that she was tired. She was tired of being the leader. She was tired of what the Fireflies wanted from her. So if you got to that point and it's one more thing that you have to give before that whole goal you were working on is finally achieved, I could be, I could see myself being like this. I, I fucking hate this. Take it. And I'm done. Like fuck it. And we're just, we're just, we're done. We're over it. I, I could see myself getting to that point of desperation too. I mean, I'm not saying I don't get, I think, I think a lot of, I mean, it's like the save the people on the train thing, right? Like you can save five people or you can save one person. She's trying to save five people, but I don't know. It's like, I understand where I understand why she's choosing what she's choosing. I don't really have a problem with that per se. I have a problem with her naivety and what's going to happen afterwards. We did talk about that. I really do hate, because what a lot of things, what a lot of people, air quote, people say, like internet people say, is Joel, also air quotes, doomed humanity. And and that's kind of what I want to push back against. I don't think Joel doomed anything. Like humanity has been doomed. They've domed. Like they've, that happened. Like if this was closer to outbreak day, I could be more in line with that thinking. Like if everything hadn't fallen already and it's been 20 years, two decades of this world they live in now, I would say that maybe Joel doomed humanity. But as it is, I think Joel just kept things as they were. I don't think this cure would have saved humanity because humanity is already lost. If you think about it the way Marlene is. Because Marlene is thinking humanity is lost because their governmental structures and, you know, that kind of order is gone. And now you have Fedra and you have the Fireflies. But I don't know. Like, we see in Jackson that you don't need that. No, you, you don't. But, you, you know, who's to say that in a month some bad people won't come to Jackson and destroy it and ruin everybody's lives because they want that for, settlement. Who's to say that's going to happen with the cure, though? No, for sure. It's absolutely going to happen with the cure. I, I think... Like, do they think they're just going to have a cure? People will know the Firefly has a cure. And that's it. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, <laughs> yo, this has been a wild 20 years, but let's reform our world governments now and the just distribution get together. of that vaccine would have been hellish and it would have been ugly and it would have caused so much fighting. I think a lot of people would be like, okay, we have this vaccine. It's kumbaya time. Like everybody get in line and get your vaccine. No, everybody would be clamoring for it. It'd have been another war. And you don't think Marlene and her group are going to play God on who deserves the vaccine or not? There would be elements of that too. And I mean, I don't, so they can develop a vaccine, but how, like, what's the rollout? Like, you know, like, and in that rollout time, you, your five men who couldn't even get across country, you're going to fight the entire world who is rushing your compounds. Right. Like, Fedra, you're going to fight Fedra. You couldn't even get a foothold in a city. Coming in hot. <laughs> and I refuse. I will, I will say, to me, it's a huge suspension of belief 
that this cure the way they say it with this one person is possible in the way they say it but I will hand wave that and just go along with it this cure is going to go exactly how they say they're going to be able to multiply it they're going to be able to do the little chemical messenger thing they're going to be they're going to be able to mass produce it let's go with that I, I cannot hand wave that then everything will be okay because I think they've shown in the sh- in the show and the game that the righteous folk who try to take over from the dictators of Fedra are not so righteous themselves or they lose themselves in their fight. Because everybody has a bias. Right. I absolutely think Joel made the selfish decision. 100% he did this because he couldn't stand his surrogate daughter to die again. Like, not to say that Ellie and, you know, Sarah, but he wasn't going to let it happen. Not on his watch. But that is and the, again, the only is reason part he of did it. it. And I think there was an element of him being like, uh, I, with the, I probably can't remember all the times, but in, when they were meeting Tommy's uh, for the first time, that group and that dog was about to tear Ellie apart and Joel didn't act. And like, he was telling Tommy that like, Ellie was in danger so many times and I failed to act. And the show did it a little bit differently where he got to Ellie too late to save her from David. You know that's also a failure in his mind because we know that Joel internalizes all of his failures. So saving Ellie this in this one instance when she couldn't give her consent, even though we know that she would have, that was probably him just like he's like, I can save like I can save her here. I can kind of make up for all of that and that's why I'm having you bandage her hand and stuff because I completely failed and I can get her out of the situation. And yes, it's all selfish. This is all like weird, like not weird, but this is all internal Joel selfishness. But I think it's also very human. He was, a, it's a, he made no, a it's human, 100% human choice. But yeah, Joel, I, I am not arguing that Joel is right in this. Just says, I don't think Marlene is right in her. But I think they're both morally wrong, I guess, in their own different ways. I don't have a problem with joel's decision though because we have gone through this with him and ellie this journey with them and if it was just a character in the game and this was it i'd make and i and i could make that choice if they if it was like one of those choice games, i would make it i would save ellie and kill them all probably like, same I, I i'm not trying to argue that one of them is more right than the other i just i don't like the argument that joel's decision deemed humanity i kind of i I would position it that I, if we're like giving percentages, I'm more on on Joel's percentage that he did the right thing, even though my my reasoning wouldn't be the same as his reasoning. But I think you and I are kind of different in the fact that when we think about the vaccine, we're not thinking this would have saved the entire world. Like most of the discussions that I read about it are, I, I very rarely see like, okay, but like you have the vaccine, then what? Like- yeah and with that mindset of like i i just i don't see the vaccine as this ultra world saving thing in the state of the world and maybe we're just pessimistic like that but in in that i don't i don't think joel was that wrong he was wrong but like i don't think he was that wrong the thing is though and this is going to be a difference between the game and the show i don't think they've sold that it's such a danger to society anymore the the infected yeah i would say yeah game or show wise for sure like it really looks like they're just in these faction because that's the way it is now and i don't think a vaccine is gonna fix that stay out of they can all go out into the world because they can all go out into the world now right like go go with uh with that indigenous couple like jackson they yeah 
But yeah, because like in again in the game, every single part of the journey had infected and and had huge dangers. And I love the series. I think it's one of my favorite shows. But that lack of danger made this last choice easier to make. Yeah, it's like well, what what raiders? What raiders have they talked? What raiders have they run into? Even David's group's not really raiders. Yeah, that David was, was their area, but his his people. Well, even right. his, some of his people but were going were, out and like bagging human meat. Right, I guess. But I don't know. Like Kathleen's group weren't raiders. That was their town that they were protecting. That Ellie and Joel stub- stumbled in after they had just liberated. The, you know, they they weren't good people. We saw what they were doing, but still. I, yeah, I would say like if I'm stumbling into your area and the first thing you want to do is like kill the shit out of me, you're not a good. But they person. literally just got their quote-unquote freedom the day before right and the whole thing with henry so you don't know who to trust so right it's just it's it's weird it's a wild world the cure isn't the cure (laughs) and i was thinking i really kind of wished with the bill i think my i'm going back to it the bill and frank episode i think their life was too idyllic idyllic i think i I I think the indigenous couple has has like the same the same type of of life because it is possible even in this really messed up world it's still possible bill and frank's area is more even though it's like a little town it's kind of more not that far from cities right yeah whereas their thing was like in the middle of absolutely fucking nowhere like bill and frank still had to deal with the infected so like what if they had just in that scene where they got into their argument in the episode right what if they were having the argument while they were cleaning off the bodies from the traps the infected that they had to reset because of that frank wants to make their house look nice because he's tired of having just to clean up bodies and reset traps yeah. right like then you can actually even though there's not actual active danger at the moment you can see that they are constantly having to upkeep their traps and stuff whereas what we saw is they're taking jogs around their town they're having nice little dinners i'll give you yeah i'll give you anything. that i'll give you that that because bill's town in the game was a messed up place yeah no his was his was neighborhoods that he had rigged yeah complete booby traps with, with and there, there were a lot of infected and infected that he used to his advantage right and even as we're walking with him through the town he's knocking bodies off and resetting the traps that would have been a nice addition i i think that episode was one but you know again we're losing tension when I think you could have easily inferred it, at least, with like those kind of little moments. It didn't make me... I didn't... We can talk about tension a lot more next week, too. But I didn't realize how much it it would kind of affect Joel and Marlene's decisions. Like, if this is a telltale game... I don't think it would have affected Joel's at all. No, not, but like the impact of it, I mean. Right. Like if this was a telltale game, right? Like you're 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 at the end, you're making the decision of who which character an Ashley Caden moment or whatever. If I had a leisurely walk, Ashley dies all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> if if Ashley I was <laughs> reset mind. If I had to make a decision about picking a vaccine, not who dies, or the or I guess if if my surrogate daughter dies, and I really hadn't stumbled upon that many infected. And you know what? I'm going to fuck off to a town that's isolated and infected don't really live in the woods. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking my daughter to move out of the cities. <laughs> well, if we go back to Mass Effect, uh, Genophage. Right. 
What was your choice on the Genophage? Like, what conversations were you listening to with the Krogans? Like, what I always secured you know, the Genophage. Morning, yeah, of you know the the thousands and thousands and millions of babies they've lost and stuff, and how you know their people are seemingly dying, but then you know there's also the story of they're not dying; they're just not as abundantly procreating as they have been able to in the past. And I do I gotta sacrifice morden to make that happen <laughs> you don't have to sacrifice him do you he all, yeah i think to cure the genophage he has to die i don't know if he would survive if you decided not to cure it but he he always dies right i would say yeah i might have been there's some way you can have him at the crucible i don't know if that's but he has to still like you i don't know if he'd still like you without but yeah he does have to die doesn't he yeah you're right he chooses that though he does choose it but Ellie, like like you said, Ellie was not in the state of mind to make that decision. And like what you're going to maybe I don't like you're going to sit her down and weigh out her options with Joel right next to her. Like she's See, 14. Is, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people like I think throughout the game, Ellie has a huge problem with survivor's guilt. And so I don't really think she in any way that we've seen her so far is capable of of sound mind to make that decision i have zero i'm i'm a proponent for like human euthanasia like if you know you're sick and you know you're terminal you're gonna die you know you can go out on your own terms you know i i do not want my dog to suffer i do want, do not want myself to suffer things like you know i have no problem with that but there's a reason why you kind of have to talk to like a therapist first you gotta talk to like some you gotta go through a process you can't just be like hey you've been on this journey where a lot of like really traumatic shit happened and somebody can sell you this bill of goods of how your one sacrifice how because if i was ellie i'd be like yeah i'm tired of this world too let's go it's like back to mass effect way back before the additions like the the weird when fans cried out that about being pissed off at the end when Shepard died I'm like yeah he's fucking tired he just saved the universe and he like I was fine with the decision I feel like Ellie could have been there too granted yes after everything was said and done and she got to think about it it's as brutal and savage as Ellie can be she is also insanely empathetic and wants to do good so she would absolutely choose to sacrifice herself but you can't just be like hey welcome to the fireflies do you want to die yeah they didn't even take advantage of that and give her that choice and that's always rubbed me the wrong way i've never I, I cannot they, like, at the end of the day it's not about a choice like at the end of the day ellie is dying that is what the fireflies have been striving to do that is why they attack the boston qz this is their end goal and while i think it would be nice for them to be like yeah you know we we're not even giving her a choice because that's what she would have wanted but like at the end it's not even about a choice the fact that her interests and her wants kind of probably would have aligned with what marlene and the fireflies wanted is a perk to make them feel less guilty like she, yeah. she could have gone kicking and screaming and they would have been like i'm sorry yeah it would it would have been a false choice them even asking i get yeah that makes yeah i know it it wouldn't have mattered if ellie said no right there's like oh well now you get to scream and now you know you're dying <laughs> yeah i don't know i just i guess sides wise i'm always on joel's side but i know it's not because it was the right thing to do if you think about like the right thing to, but i guess i don't at this point in the world i just don't I think it'll make life easier 
I think it, if they can get that cure out and make life easier, I do not think the world will go back to the way it was, like even in the least. I think it'll create more fighting in in the immediate aftermath of a cure. Think about Marlene's group. Like how do you, we were talking about it then too. How do you go back to being a normal person after you just witnessed all of your neighbors savaging people, stabbing them 50 times in the chest and then the next morning you're just like oh hey Jim out to get your coffee that that's the whole world at this point and you don't play nice with the raiders down the street who killed your son because you both wanted the same deer right and it was like oh wait but we can't get infected anymore so it's all good now there's too much like bitterness and hostility in groups that you're just gonna be like oh okay <laughs> we'll just go then we'll just yeah, once you have power you're not you're never gonna give that up and that's the same thing I think about the fireflies. I don't think the fireflies, I think they believe they're a force for good, but I don't think they're that different than Fedra. I think they are two sides of the same dictator coin, you know, where their ends justifies the means. And I think throughout history, people have done heinous things because they think it's for the betterment of humanity. And it's, it's no different than what, it's no different than what, like, fireflies are doing right now. Like, oh, well, we don't bomb innocent people. Okay, sir. Okay, maybe innocent people were in the place we were bombing. But they were also Fedra, so, you know. Yeah, and, like, how are they going to manage when people are busting down their walls to steal the vaccine or whatever? Like, there just wasn't – there. there isn't a good decision, Team Joel, but there isn't I, a good decision. this was <laughs> contagion. You know that movie? Have you seen it? With Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. I think that's her. Yeah, but don't get me started on that. Like, it, <laughs> that shit annoyed me. It's like, why... The whole affair plotline in that that movie seems so pointless. I think it just to make this, like, typhoid Mary character unsympathetic. For whatever reason. But whatever. Anyway. You know, if we're in that kind of zone of infection with this cure... I could, I would go along with it more, I guess. I would be more sympathetic to it because the world hasn't been lost yet. Yeah. The world as Marlene and Joel knew it is lost. It's gone. It's not coming back. And it really kind of bothers me how much she says they're going to make things back to the way they were. Because I don't understand how she really believes that can happen. I just don't get it. I, that's what I can't wrap my head around. I can wrap my head around her thinking this is the best choice for humanity, so I'm going to do this. But her going like, we're going to do this and everything will go back to the way it was. It's like, no, it, like, how can, what? No, that's impossible. That is literally impossible. The world has fallen already. Let it go. I guess not let it go. Yeah, I don't, there's just. Governments aren't going to reform because now there's no more infected. It just doesn't make sense. It's so weirdly naive of her. And it, it just, it's its honestly delusional. Like, I think Joel's like, you know, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm a shitty person. Like, as <laughs> I you do saying, shitty right? things and I'm going to keep doing it. But he knows he's making the absolute most selfish decision he can make. I think, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I don't. I've never liked the Fireflies' reasonings of things. And it just really bugs me how they're kind of presented as the good guys in this world. And I do think there's more nuance to it in the second game that's introduced, but yeah. not explicitly said. But it really does 
in this world of gray they kind of like oh no we're the light but you're not this show did a much better job of like bringing fedra and the fireflies to the same playing field a little bit though i think they did and i think a lot of it is also like even though ellie's like kind of parodying propaganda she's also not wrong whereas like riley's also not wrong when she with the stuff she said about fedra like they're, they're both selling delusions to people who want hope and are desperate is which delusion do you buy into right and marlene is drinking her own kool-aid and it just i don't know i don't i just I'll, let's say it one last time i do not agree jolie joel jolie <laughs> jolly <laughs> joel did not doom humanity i don't he think he didn't so. save it he didn't save it. He didn't make he, it more. He didn't make it any more comfortable. He didn't make it better. He didn't make it worse. Unless I guess the potential for it to be better and refusing that makes it worse. Well, I maybe guess he made that. it worse than the fact that the doctor who could potentially come up with the cure if they do find another person is now dead. And that way he made it worse. But then what? He's the only doctor. Maybe. And that's another thing. That's another thing. <laughs> Let me just say this now. I know the set of circumstances where Ellie develop this immunity is kind of extremely unique and i think they did that on purpose to make it such a specific set of circumstances but marlene knew she didn't fully it. know though because anna lied but she could she she knows that's why she says that ellie has had it since she was born like part of me was like the part of me Wait, was like there's no book. way that that marlene wouldn't experiment with like finding volunteers uh, to get pregnant and bitten, but that is that, like, extra <laughs> i think she would i think she can justify it to herself it's saving the world right so i mean if you find right. if you find those mothers who are willing to do or it or a volunteer yeah you think kim without a fucking ear wouldn't volunteer <laughs> she was a true believer when she saw the thing or marlene herself why can't she volunteer herself but it's still flawed because yes um marlene knew that Ellie had it since she was born and maybe they would figure it out eventually but Anna insisted that she was bitten after she gave birth because I think she was scared that Marlene was going to do what people do and kill the baby too or leave or leave little baby Ellie behind so she kept insisting I was bitten after I gave birth so for at least a while those trials would prove false because Anna gave her the wrong information. And I don't know if then Marlene would be like, okay, we're taking it a step further and we're going to have them be bitten while they're giving birth or before or whatever. I'm saying like now, like, you know, they, they realize how Ellie developed this immunity. I think she knows now how that happened because there's such a t small time frame between when you're bit and when you start reacting. So, you know. It could be two days though. I think the longest time is 48 hours. Hours. I thought it was it's hours, hours before you start like oh, she was hours? she was physically reacting to it at that point that's when, true like she was like making noises and stuff when she put the baby down that's true i've been waiting 10 years to get all that out you have i know she's been texting me angrily for a long time <laughs> uh, oh i just i don't know i don't i don't like the whole doomed humanity thing i just i really think that's being it's a stretch with the way that the world stretch. is it's a stretch Either way, Doesn't still mean... a good episode. I, I think, you know, yeah, I'm I'm sad that they weren't infected. There's things that we can discuss more next episode because it's more of like wrap up things that play up that play into this episode. Overall, I was satisfied. I think it was a good episode. I think I think the moments that they had in there was really well done. The moments between Joel and Ellie was really well done. But I think like we said last night, it also felt 
like an episode where it was kind of rote where they had to like, oh, we got to hit these moments. We got to hit these, you know, I feel like the it could have been more than 43 minutes and it would have been better for it. I also had those same feelings, but I got to say the the friends that I asked who have not played the games were they were they were, they were pretty satisfied. So I don't know if we're just being those I think people. you need. I need. I think you need to get specific quotes from. We don't have to like name them or record them or anything. I will but get let's quotes. Just get like specific <laughs> quotes from for next your friends week, about this. I'll get. I'll, I'll ask for them to uh, write short descriptions. There's their season. Their season thoughts, or you know how they feel At least about one. like all these one, characters. One was disappointed. I do have. Um, I do have one that's disappointed. Well, then we can bring them. No, <laughs> no guess guess them. <laughs> I but, one did say. They're like, whatever, we have a second season, so who gives? <laughs> I'm, yeah, we get, we'll, we'll see this a lot. This is our thing now, but we'll get into this later. But I'm, <laughs> this is the thing. I'm kind of concerned about how they'll do the second, the second part. And if they, if they follow, I don't think it could work if they follow the format of the game. We'll get into that in two weeks. Let me say that. Two weeks. Next week, we'll basically say everything we just said here i think <laughs> overall and go through uh season thoughts i think we are all done with this one i have my feelings out five times over i think joel did not doom humanity is what in case anybody missed it it's how i feel um so thank you for joining us and talking about look for the light episode nine of the last of us we hope everyone enjoyed it and if you did like this episode, please rate and review on whatever platform you listen to. If you want to give us your season thoughts, you can email us at twofirefliespod at gmail.com. Or you can well, read them anonymously all- or not anonymously, depending on what you want. <laughs> and you can also, you know, find us on all our socials with Two Fireflies Pod. Uh, it's T-W-O-F-I-R-E-F-L-I-E-S-P-O-D. I think we even have like a whole tiktok thing going on right yeah make a lot of fun make a lot of fun videos and gifts yeah just you know let us know what you're thinking and our music was frozen river by alexander nakarada you can find him on serpentsoundstudio.com and free-stock-music.com and you know i think this last line the ellie's line in the show is really fitting about how i feel overall but you know it's got its ups and downs but you can't deny that view And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.